Hey everyone, so good to worship and celebrate together. And uh, I want to start right off the bat by reading Psalm 23 as we've been doing. So read it with me off the screen. It's from a different version from a biblical scholar named John Golden Gay. And then we'll jump into today's theme, all right? Let's read it together. My shepherd being Yahweh, I do not lack. He enables me to lie down in grassy pastures. He leads me to waters that are totally still. He restores my life. He guides me in faithful tracks for the sake of his name. Even when I walk in deathly dark canyon, I am not afraid of disaster because you are with me. Your club and your cane, they comfort me. You spread a table in front of me in full view of the people watching for me. You have bathed my head in oil. My cup fills me up. Yes, goodness and commitment pursue me all the days of my life. And I will return to Yahweh's house for long days. We have been reading through Psalm 23 this whole summer, and we wrap up with the the final verse today, but wrap up with final thoughts next week. And have you ever heard or come across the author? His name is Bob Goff. You've you've probably even seen him here in our church community through some content that we've shown. And he's wrote a book called Love Does. He wrote a book called Dream Big. He's in his early 60s. And um, Bob has done some incredible things in his life. Uh, He's been a successful lawyer in the San Francisco area. He's purchased an airline, Uh, but he's a follower of Jesus. He loves God. He loves people. In the name of Jesus, he has taught witch doctors how to read and uh, reached out to them in incredible ways. He's built schools for young girls in some of the most hostile environments and parts of the world. I listened to an interview uh, with Bob a little while ago, and he was asked to share one of the more formational moments of his life, kind of the moments that linger with you throughout your life. And I thought of, you know, he's probably going to mention some of these big and crazy things he's done. But he mentioned the attention that his grandparents gave him when he was eight or nine years old or when he was a kid. The love that they showed him, the presence and proximity that they gave to him, the kind of attention and care that they gave him. And it was incredible to hear him share this because as much as he's done all these incredible things in life, one of the things that has lingered with him has been that experience. It's followed him throughout his life. It's shaped him. In fact, he kind of says even these days in his early 60s, when I grow up, I want to be a grandpa. And he has recently become one and he's loving it. Have you ever had one of those experiences or maybe some many of those experiences or learnings that have stuck with you all of your life, that have lingered with you, that have shaped you, that tend to follow you, that tend to even define a little bit who you are? Well, David finishes Psalm 23 with a verse that says, and I'll read it in a more traditional version. He says, surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is how David ends this psalm or this song. It's a reference to God's presence in his life. It's, it's a reference to the goodness and love that he believes will follow him. Despite some of the circumstances around him, he believes that God's love and mercy and love will follow him all the days of his life. 
And think about this. What does it look like for God's goodness and love to follow you for the rest of your life? I want to look at this in two ways. I want to look at it in how goodness and love is for us, but how goodness and love also comes from us. So for us, from us, or for you and from you. So let's start with for you. David looks into the future, not literally, he's not reading the future or predicting the future, but he kind of looks into the future and he can see that his life under God's care, after everything he's just described in this psalm, will follow him. God's care will be present with him, will impact him, will shape him, will define him. David describes himself sitting at God's table, in a sense, under his care. Verse 5, feeling like his cup overflows. He has more than enough. And whatever the Lord is pouring into his life will continue to be available for him. John Golden Gate, this biblical Old Testament scholar, uses the word pursue me, that the goodness and love or goodness and commitment of God will pursue me. Unlike sheep, who are often pursued by wild animals, and we've highlighted that in this psalm, sometimes out to hurt them. Unlike when David refers to maybe his enemies that are looking at him or watching him, maybe pursuing him to harm him, David describes at the end of this song that God has only pursued him with goodness and love. That God's agents of goodness and love will be what follow David all through his life. And despite the seasons that we will walk through, despite the seasons that might be difficult, there's this constant benefit of being under God's care, in God's presence. God is our shepherd. Regardless of what life brings, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the enemies, even at our doorsteps, God's goodness and love will become a part of my life. That's what David says, and that's what the call is for us to understand as we live under God's care. See, because there's a difference between goodness and love sourced in your circumstances and goodness and love sourced in God. If we're looking for goodness and love and mercy and kindness and faithfulness in the circumstances of our life, often they will fall short. But sourced in God is a completely different story. Even despite what's going on in our lives, we can still experience goodness and love under God's care. It's kind of like in a relationship. If you're part of a family uh, or grew up in a family, you've li likely gone through some difficult times. There's marriages who have been tested there's life uh, that sometimes have experienced pain, and yet we can still... Oh. Sorry, you got an edit in there. So I'm going to pick up, like, just so you know that, uh, yeah, relationships, yeah. Okay, cool. So uh, message part two. <laughs> oh, what? So, okay, sorry. 
All right. Think about relationships for a moment. You know, maybe you've grown up in a family and there's been some difficult times going on, and yet the love and goodness from your family has not changed, even though your family's gone through difficult times. Maybe you're in a marriage and your marriage has been tested, and yet love and goodness from your spouse has continued. Maybe you've had a life and, and in your life there's been an experience of pain through it or struggle, and yet there's been friends who've continued to demonstrate love and goodness to you. I was just here at the church this week, and um, Amy Eason popped by, and her two kids were with her, and they all came in with masks, and I put on my mask as they came in. And uh, it was amazing because the kids were, you know, like they, they were just, you know, they were just kids, and they all had their masks on. And I think about this sometimes, like, some parents are, these days are nervous and anxious and wondering what's going to happen. And you, you see kids holding their parents' hands and the kids have masks and the parents have masks. And I bet you the parents are more nervous than the kids. There's something about kids holding the hand of their mom or their dad and saying like, yeah, I got a mask. My mom has a mask. I, I feel okay. I feel goodness and love from my parents. Even though the stuff going around in the world seems iffy. There's a difference between goodness and love sourced in our circumstances, sourced in God. C.S. Lewis says, God can't give us peace or happiness apart from himself because there's no such thing, he says. God can only give us peace and happiness from him. He's the source. Goodness and love are sourced in him. Love. The word love there can be translated kindness or mercy. Golden Gate says commitment because it's a love or a kindness that's active, that's pursuing, that's intentional. Dallas Willard describes it this way, that there's eternal life that's available to us now, right now. God's goodness and love, his eternal life is available to us right now, his abundant life with God. When the Apostle Paul um, prays for the church in Ephesus, in Ephesians chapter 3, verse uh, 18, he says this, that you, that you may be filled to the full measure of God's fullness. You too may be filled to the full measure of God's fullness. Eternal life is available for you. God's love and mercy sourced in him is available for you. That's part of the promise that David wraps up this song with. But it's not just for you. Goodness and love or goodness and mercy is not just for you, that it follows you all the days of your life as some, just a benefit. It's also something that can flow from you. Something that can trail behind your life. Let me say it this way. Maybe you can read it off the screen. God's goodness and love follow you so you can leave a trail of goodness and love behind you as well, from me, from you. I want you to think about sheep again. This whole psalm has been kind of an image or metaphor of sheep. And sheep are known to graze on fields, right? The fields that they graze on, that they walk on, that they eat from. And we've quoted Philip Keller a couple of times because he is, you know, a modern, was a modern shepherd for a while and he owned sheep for several years. And he saw, he tells us in his book that he saw his sheep restore and bring to life two ranches during his career as a shepherd. So he literally witnessed 
two large pieces of property come back to life as a result of the sheep grazing on that field. Now you're like, what are you talking about, Dave? Apparently, sheep have this ability to clean up and clear up a field that's been ravaged by weeds and bad soil. They're apparently like no other livestock in this way or with this kind of capacity. They have kind of a special capacity for this. And sometimes people um, say that sheep have golden hooves. The feet, the, the, the the, the feet of the sheep, golden hooves, because of the effect that they leave on a land after they graze on it. Something about how they walk and how they manage themselves and and what they do on the field and what they eat leaves it better. Now, there's also another reason for that, and uh, I couldn't actually bring some physical stuff here with me today. I was going to bring a bag of earth, but not really earth. I was going to bring actually a bag of sheep manure. Have you ever bought a bag of sheep manure and put it around some of your plants or evergreens at home? Well, here's the deal with sheep. Not only do they remove weeds and clear soil, but they enrich the soil with something pretty spectacular. Their poop. Yeah, exactly. I know you're wondering, like, what is, what's going on here? We're talking about poop on a Sunday morning. But here's the thing. Sheep leave the land that they're grazing on weed-free and fertile. It's like a bang for your buck with sheep. They leave the land more valuable, more productive, more healthy for everyone's benefit. And I can't imagine that this is also part of, I can imagine this is also part of David's uh, thinking as he's leaving us at the end of Psalm 23 with this metaphor, surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. When sheep leave a field, they leave it better, not worse. And it's this idea that not only God's goodness and love is for us, but God's goodness and love should come from us to others. So let me ask you a question. What follows your life? What trails your life? What trails your decisions? Let me ask it this way. What do people experience in the wake of your life? What do people experience in the wake of your relationships? What do people experience in the wake of your decisions? What do people experience in the wake of your business transactions? What do people experience in the wake of your leadership, of your presence, your conversation? Do you leave benefit and blessing? Or are you the kind of person that as you walk throughout life, you're kind of covering your tracks because your tracks are not beneficial or a blessing to anybody, so you cover them. What do you leave in the wake of your life. I list a few things on the screen. Does joy or bitterness trail your life? Does ease or tension? Peace or anxiety? Truth or lies? Encouragement or discouragement? Hope or despair? Contentment or envy? What kind of things trail your life? What comes from you in the wake of your life? That's an important question as we think about the end of this psalm today. And and here's the big idea. When God is your shepherd and you live under God's care, contentment is in him. You can sit at his table. 
you can know that there's more than enough. He can anoint you with purpose and provision. Your cup overflows. It's this idea that your life, because of this, because your life is under God's care and management, is qualitatively different. Qualitatively different. And so David can say, God's goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. They will continue to be present as God is present in me. Regardless of my circumstances, regardless of my bank account, regardless of my enemies. But let's not just read this for our benefit. Let's read it for the benefit of others. If God's goodness and love continue to follow us, it's only normal that goodness and love should flow from us for the sake of others. And that's, a, that's, that's the reciprocal nature of life with God. And here's how I want to encourage you this week. So here's what I'd love you to do this week. And it's, very, it's physical, okay? So I'm going to end this way. I'm going to show you this way. And I'd love to, if you do this every single day. So if you take time to pray or if you take time to just reflect on your day or kind of posture yourself for your day, here's what I'd love you to do. I want you to, to consider your hands up and your hands out. Does that make sense? So this week... With the spiritual practices in your life, whether you're worshiping or whether you're reading the scriptures or praying, hands up, hands out. I'll kind of demonstrate it this way. Hand up, hand out. And here's what I want you to think about. With your hand up, receive the goodness and love of God that is for you all the days of your life. When you are under the shepherd's care, receive the goodness and love and mercy and commitment and faithfulness and kindness all the days of your life from God. Receive it. Welcome it from him. If you are a follower of Christ, God wants to be present and active in you in this way. Now, if you're new here today and you're like, I want that. <laughs> Well, that is possible. You can receive this. And I'm going to invite you to, I'm going to ask you, do you desire this relationship with God? Do you seek it? Do you trust? Do you want to put your trust in Christ? Jesus invites us in this. And Jesus tells us he's the way to this. In fact, John starts his gospel saying that everyone who receives him, Jesus, and everyone who believes in the name of Jesus has the right to become children of God to become people who receive the goodness and love and mercy of God. And you can do that even here today. You can be praying with us and making this step out of your desire to come under the care and management of God in your life. But let me move to this before we pray. Not just your hand up, but your hand out. And your handout is important because your handout is not receiving goodness and love from God. Your handout is releasing goodness and love for others, for the sake of others. So that what, wherever you go, the decisions you make, whatever you're doing, there's a trail of goodness and love. So hand up is receiving God's goodness and love. Hand out, releasing his goodness and love. So it comes from you. 
Let's pray. And as we pray, literally, I'm going to be keeping one hand up and one hand out because I want us to remember and to be reminded of this, that we would, as we're praying, as we're spending time with the Lord this week, as we're thinking about this psalm, as we're reciting it, we would ask the Lord to fill us with his goodness and love. And we would also ask the Lord to use us to be a vessel so others will experience goodness and love through us. Let's pray. God, right now, some are watching and listening and are wondering if they can experience goodness and love from you. And Lord, there's a resounding yes from you. You sent Jesus, your son. He lived and healed and proclaimed your kingdom and went to a cross and took the sin of the world on that cross and died and defeated sin and death and resurrected from the grave and sent to your spirit so we can know you and experience your love and follow you and experience life to the fullest. God, I pray for anyone right now that is making this next step right now. Give them the grace to say yes to your invitation, to trust you with all of their heart and life. And God, as we go throughout our week, may we, we ask you, Lord, would you fill us with your goodness and love? Remind us that this is for us to follow us all the days of our life. But also remind us, God, of the calling we have in our life, the vocation to be your living and local presence so goodness and love flow from us. May we be used to spread this, your love around the world and invite others to know you deeply in the name of Jesus. Amen.